Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to our Romans Bible Study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas, and we're just excited to be here with you today with our Bibles, and hopefully your Bibles, and uh, we can get together and learn the Word of God, because the Word of God is God, John 1, 1 and 2, and the, the Lord wants us to learn about Him because He created us in His image. The more we learn about Him, really the only way we'll ever learn about ourselves and who we're really created to be in Christ Jesus as God's people. So uh, let us get our Bibles and get ready and, and to dig in. And I just want to remind us before we uh, keep going uh, here this morning that we have a, a YouTube channel, which is where everything is uploaded from Crossway Church, the Wednesday night, Sunday morning messages, and our Monday and Thursday Bible teaching and our Friday morning Bible teaching. Uh, at Curtis Hutchinson 316 and the website thecrosswaychurch.com and tomorrow morning we'll continue our live online Bible study uh, and in the studio next door uh, for all who live in this area you can come and be a part of that at 9 a.m. Central Time you can tune in live on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page and for it's for our first Timothy Bible study began last Friday morning. Looking forward to that. Great things. The Lord's going to minister great things to us uh, out of His Word this year in that great book of First Timothy and Second Timothy. If we get to it, so uh, don't forget about our other church uh, that we have planted in Wichita Falls, Texas, uh, where pastors Colton and Casey Hill are pastoring. And if you want to donate to that, the number is right there, 903-231-5950. Just pull your smartphone out and uh, donate to help that. Help us get Bibles into the hands of inmates. We mail six expositor study Bibles every single week. And got six right there going out today. And so uh, that takes about $1,000 uh, or more every six weeks. So we need your help and praise God for that. Uh, we get actually we get requests from the inmates for that Bible, and our our stack stays about this high or thicker, and it takes thirty seven dollars per Bible to get one of the expositor study Bibles into the hands of the inmates. So I encourage you to pray about that. Help us do that. Wouldn't hurt us one bit. We spend a lot of money on a lot of other things and we could we could uh, do that uh, to be a blessing to them. Amen. So uh, today is part 26 of our Romans chapter 8 Bible study. And I told you at the end of the session on Monday morning that uh, uh, we would go back and discuss something con concerning hope, which we see here in uh, chapter 8 of, of Romans in verse uh, 24. And we won't stay here long, I don't think, but we will move along. But I, I told you we'd mention it, and I want to show you something in the Word of God this morning. And I just pray the Lord give us today that which we need, that which would stir us, encourage us, edify us, strengthen us, and keep us focused on Jesus Christ and what he's accomplished for us at Calvary, never moving away from that focus because it's the only place that we can truly be focused. When we look at anything, even the word of God or anything outside of looking through the blood, meaning faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary, 
then we're, our vision's going to be blurred and we're going to eventually go blind. Peter wrote that, 2 Peter 1 9. And so we need to always look at everything through the blood. Not because of the blood, but because of the blood and through the blood. Amen. So uh, let's look at verse 24, Romans chapter 8. The Bible says, For we're saved by hope. And he's talking about hope and us uh, being saved and because uh, we live in here and we're looking for that which is to come and the earth is groaning in travail with pain together, he says in verse 22. And he says not only the earth and, and, and everything on the earth, but, but even us who have the first fruits of the Spirit, he says in verse 23, even we ourselves are groaning within, waiting for the adoption of our new bodies. Uh, everything, if you're on the planet, I don't care if it's a tree, the grass, I don't care if it's a born-again, spirit-filled child of God. There is a groaning taking place. Uh, the, 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 the creation groans. The Bible says waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. That means those who are born again, uh, waiting for a new earth that, that won't groan, and the new, the new creation is God's people won't be groaning, but everything's groaning now. Everything on the planet is groaning. And you see it's turmoil more and more each and every day with the storms and, and tsunamis and earthquakes and tornadoes and hurricanes and, and even in the people that are turning away from truth, turning away from sound. Everything is groaning, but you and I, if we keep looking unto Jesus and what he did at Calvary, our groaning won't move us away into the flesh and, and, and carried off by other winds of doctrine. We can stay the course. So that's what he's talking about, us being saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for it? What he's saying here is we're hoping for that which we can't see but we know is coming. And in the last session, we understand that hope is an anticipation and an expectation with confidence. The world just, well, I hope everything works out all right with a question mark. Our hope is a, is a confidence and a, and a great expectation and anticipation. We're eagerly waiting for what we know is going to take place uh, with great confidence that we've got new bodies coming. We've got a new earth coming. We've got the things God has built with his own hands coming for us in the future. And this groaning we're going through right now, it, listen, everybody's going through it, whether you're lost, whether you say everything's groaning, but thank God we can groan with the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of us. Now, I told you I wanted to show you something, so let's look today at Hebrews chapter 6, because this hope we have is a lively hope. If our faith is right, not just faith in faith and faith in the Bible and faith in God's Word. Yes, you have to have faith in God's Word, but God's Word, your faith in God's Word has to be in the righteousness of God's Word. It can't just be in words. It has to be in why God has spoken what God has spoken, what God is speaking about. You know, all the other is just you and I thinking we can quote some words and God move. No, it's with the heart men believe under righteousness. Faith only takes place in the heart when it's 
hearing the word of God in its righteous context. And that means the context of Jesus, who is our righteousness, and the work he did at Calvary, which is the righteous work God honored. And when that is what our faith is in, the Holy Spirit can reveal the word. And when faith comes, it can be God's words of righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8, reveal to us uh, in the person and the work of Christ. Now think about that. So if our faith is wrong, our hope won't be alive. And we, a lot of folks today, because their faith is not in the cross, it's in the things they've been told. If they would do these things, God could save, God could deliver. So their faith is in what they're doing and not in what Jesus did. Therefore, that's why their hope is not alive. And they, they may even have an appearance like their hope is alive, but that's just flesh getting excited about what they're doing. Because the Holy Spirit is the only one who can give us the assurance and cause that hope to be alive. And really, uh, if you look at Romans chapter 8, and you've been with us for the whole study of Romans, uh, earlier in this chapter, you see that the Holy Spirit, His work is a legal work. He's allowed to work in our lives because of Christ dying for us and because of our faith today in that work. And when we move our faith from that, which Christ did at Calvary, to something we have to do for victory, for righteousness, for for anything, for any of the grace of God, then the Holy Spirit is grieved and he cannot work because the Holy Spirit works by a law, Romans 8, 2, the law for the law of the Spirit of life. In Christ Jesus made me free from the law of of sin and death. So the Holy Spirit does work by a law. And it's that law of being in Christ Jesus. And the only way anybody is in Christ Jesus is through faith, believing with the heart unto that righteous work Christ did for us at Calvary. For there he took our sins. There he declared us righteous. And if we walk in that faith, Colossians 2, 6, just as we received him, then the Holy Spirit is legally allowed to work in our lives. And that's really a part of something, one of the main parts Romans 8 teaches, that if you don't get that you'll just be uh, joining up the works of the flesh, seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, and we will be professing we know God, and we may have known God, and we may know God, but we won't be walking with God. It's not a vain imagination. It's listen. It's not just whatever I want. It's a legal. The work at Calvary was a legal work. The Holy Spirit works today in our lives based on our faith in that legal work. And when we keep it there legally, the Holy Spirit is able to do what some of what we're going to read here today about. And 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 back to what we were talking about. If our faith is right, our hope will be alive. Watch this now, and having said all that, watch what hope does. Watch what hope does. And hope in the heart of man is what does this. Watch Hebrews 6:19. Which hope, let's back up to verse 18. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation guarantee who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Christ is our hope of glory. Hallelujah. And through faith in what Christ did at Calvary, that alone, my friends, to keep our faith 
in what Christ did for us at Calvary alone. Because all the miracles and the power of God manifest through Jesus, all his, his, his ministerial life were wonderful and powerful and beautiful to see and beautiful to read about, but it's that same power that he worked miracles by is the same power that he laid his life down by, John 10, 18. We need to understand that. And that work is what allowed us to be made his. Not the miracles that we see in the raising of from the dead and all that. Praise God for the miracles. But the miracle that made us his is the miracle of Calvary. The same power that Jesus turn water into wine and raise Lazarus from the dead and, and made blind eyes see in all the miracles. The same power was manifest at Calvary when it appeared Jesus had lost all power by that same power he was obediently laying his life down. You and I need to understand that more so each and every day. And we're going to see a little bit more of that in Romans 8. When it feels like it's not working. Oh, the cross looked like it was no, no longer working. If he had power to do all that, surely he's got power to come down off that cross. Hallelujah. But that power of God was keeping him on that cross. That's why the apostle Paul said, God forbid I glory in anything but the cross. I've determined to know nothing but the cross. For the cross is what crucified me. Jesus and what he did at Calvary crucified me, made me dead to the world, and the world crucified and dead unto me. Hallelujah. But watch Hebrews 6, 19. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Let me say it again. If faith is not right, hope can't be right. Hope can't be alive. Hope is no longer what my anchor. If my faith is in what I'm doing, and there are many, many thousands of preachers telling you what you must do to be delivered. They'll tell you, if you'll do these three things, God will deliver you. They'll tell you such false things as Jesus did it at the cross, but today you must work out your own salvation. But they fail to tell you that it's God working in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. They they miss the mark. They turn it into, they say things, they just openly from the pulpit say, yes, God has provided in Christ through his cross all that he's going to provide, and now you've got to do the rest of the work. No, the Holy Spirit, that's what Romans 8 is really about. The Holy Spirit was given so he could finish the work of Christ in those that would stay humble before the cross. Hallelujah. But watch this. Now, hope is important. You lose hope. The Bible says when our hope is deferred, the heart becomes sick. When hope is deferred, when hope is put aside, that means our faith is no longer right. Our faith may be a faith, but it's not faith in the cross. It's in the words we speak. Faith in, in, in something we're, we're doing. Faith, well, Lord, I gave $100 a week for, for 40 years. God, I did this. I've not missed a church service in 40 years. God, I did, I did, I did. Remember, a lot of what goes on at the great white throne judgment is going to be where the didn't I showed up. Lord, didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I do this? Didn't I do this in your name? He's going to say, I don't know who you are. But see, the judgment seat of Christ is where we're going to show up. Those that love God, those that are called according to his purpose, those that have been born again by the blood, and those that have not been carried off 
and left this faith into some false faith, but those who remain, those who are coming back to their first love, back to simple childlike faith in the cross of Christ, are going to be at the judgment seat of Christ where all those are saying, thank you that you did it all. Hallelujah. You started it. You worked it. You finished it. And here I am because of you. Hallelujah. Not didn't I do this and didn't I do that. Um, the great white thrones for those. You need to know that. So watch this. Hebrews six nineteen talking about a hope. Which hope we have is an anchor of the soul. Without hope, you're going to be roller coaster all your life. Up and down, in and out, washed out to sea, thrown back up on the bank like you've just been rolled over hard. I Listen, we know what that's like as Christians. We've been there. But we also know now what true faith is. We're learning. And when we walk in true faith, the Holy Spirit can minister that hope as an anchor to the soul. Oh, hallelujah. Watch this. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. This hope we have is sure. That means the, the Holy Spirit gives you that assurance. Any assurance the Holy Spirit's not giving is something we're having to do each day our own selves. I'm just assuring myself. I'm just going to assure myself. Listen, if we're not assuring ourselves through faith in the cross of Christ, it's not the work of the Holy Spirit. If we're not strengthening ourselves in the Lord, if, but through faith in the cross, in the Lord speaks of Calvary, my friends. In the Lord speaks, that's where you were placed in Him, and that's where you will strengthen yourself in Him, walk with Him, Colossians 2, 6. If it's not, it's just us working and laboring and we're heavy laden, and then, oh, then we'll be high up on the mountain when we feel good, and then we'll be way down in the valley when we feel slow and in the... Uh, after a while, we'll dig a hole and get under the valley. But I'm telling you, when you come back to Calvary and you leave your faith in what Jesus did at Calvary, the Holy Spirit will make that hope alive in your heart, and it will be sure, and it will be steadfast. That means it cannot fail. This hope is alive. It's carrying you forward. And listen, and this hope we have that sure and steadfast, watch what it does. It enters into the veil. It enters in, look, and which enters into that within the veil. If our hope's not alive, we're not going to enter into that within the veil. Look, whether the forerunner is for us, for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. What is behind the veil now? that we can enter into if our faith is right, that stirs our hearts uh, and causes our hope to be alive, and that hope carries us inside the veil. Hallelujah. If my faith is not in Christ and Him crucified, my hope is not right, and it's hope that carries us inside the veil to the one, look, to the one who's inside the veil. The one we're told to look to, set our affections on him above. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Your hope has to be alive. And it can be, my friends, if you will guard your heart and maintain. And you'll have to fight to keep the faith because it will slip away. It'll slip away at the, at the words of relatives or friends or false ministers or just our own flesh without anybody else involved. We will 
let the gospel slip away for what we call something better, something more today. We'll move away from the old hymns. We'll, we'll move away from the old path. We'll, we'll move away from the gospel. And when we do, hope is no longer holding our souls. Hope is the anchor of the soul. Let's get back to Romans chapter 8. This is very good. Now, but he says in verse 25, But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Patience means perseverance. And wait has a, <coughs> the, the wording to eagerly wait for something. What we're hoping for in the midst of all this groaning, groaning even within ourselves, is that new body that we're going to be. The earth is waiting to be made new, to be totally regenerated and a new earth, a new heavens, and new bodies for us. And listen, my friends, if, if we didn't have hope in a new body coming, we would either just go ahead and take our own lives and, and put an end to this misery, this groaning, or we'd quit or we'd just walk away. I mean, would life be worth living if, if, if we didn't have this hope in Christ Jesus who is our hope of glory? Amen. We, but, but we, the children, we are longing for that we know is coming. Jesus was crucified, buried, and raised to newness of life. And because our faith is in him, we've been crucified with him, buried, and we now have access to resurrection power. And coming soon, we're going to step right into a resurrected body. Hallelujah. What a promise we have. Could be in a few moments. Could be in a few weeks, months, years. But the guarantee is that it is coming. He is coming for us. Hallelujah. But then he says in verse 26, Likewise, now, now, now make a note of that, and don't forget, earlier on in this same chapter, we've already talked about it in this session, that the Holy Spirit works within the confines of the legal work that Christ performed at Calvary. You need to know that. If you don't know that, you're going to be confused about everything in the New Testament. Because we're, we're going to stay in that old... De, 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 deceived, devastated, paralyzed state where we keep trying to make things happen and we can't. And even when we think we are, it, it, Jesus said, even that's going to be taken from you. When he taught those who have hearing, hearing the truth, you're going to receive more. That's the only place growth comes, hearing truth. And truth is Jesus and what he did at Calvary. But those who don't have hearing. They're not hearing truth. Oh, they're hearing and they're learning, but they're not learning the truth. Even that which they seem to have, see, God said it ain't real, but they seem that even that's going to be taken from them to where they're going to just become more and more religiously evil and false, or they're going to quit it all together, which basically both are in the same boat. But notice when he says in verse 26, likewise the Spirit. Likewise the Spirit. So he's saying, also the Holy Spirit. He's talking about groaning and travailing in pain for believers, the earth, everything on the planet. He says, likewise the Spirit. Also 
helps our infirmities. See, we've got help. Right? We have help. You can say, I have help. Hallelujah. And it doesn't come from people, thank God, that we can edify and encourage each other. But if it's not the Holy Spirit working through us for the edification and the comfort of others, then it's just not going to be that which will really cause our hope to be alive. And we will quit entering into the veil, even if we think we still are. See, we can play pretend and make believe, but the only people who can enter into the veil are the people who have proper faith. Think about that. Because when faith is proper, grace comes, and grace is what allows us to enter into the veil. Because Proper faith allows God to work that assurance of this hope we have, which is steadfast in our hearts, and we will keep coming to Him to meet our needs. Watch this. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. See, the world doesn't have help. We have help. They have access to Christ if they'll repent and be born again. Talking about you and me. Talking about the born-again children of God today. We have help present help in our time of need, which is all the time. We always have need for help. I hear songs on uh, supposed Christian radio uh, that talk about he fights for me when I can no longer fight for myself, and he, do, he, he runs for me when I can no longer run. Listen, if you're trying to run or fight without him, you're not in faith. He doesn't show up when you can't fight anymore, he shows up to do the fighting for you. The good fight of faith is your faith in what he did to fight and win for you at Calvary. Your, your fighting is the good fight of faith, which is what Jesus did for you. He fought and won for you at Calvary. You need to understand that. You need to know that. If you're fighting on your own without faith in the cross, you're fighting something against something that's already been defeated and there's no way that you're going to do anything but stay mixed up in a cycle of defeat. And you need to know that. Jesus has already fought and won. He's already ran the race and won. Our faith is in Him. Think about this. But we have the help of the Holy Spirit at all times because we are needy people at all times on our worst day sickest day best day healthiest day we are still in desperate need of a move of God Jesus said and he tells us how desperate we are that we can't do anything without him nothing can be done without him so he gave us the Holy Spirit the Spirit of God can be spoke to by Him and He can minister the truth to us to keep our hope alive. Hallelujah. As He teaches, the Holy Spirit is given to us to help us in our infirmities that we always have. We always have infirmities. Some days are worse than others. But all the time, we have infirmity. We have weaknesses We because even we are groaning from within. That's not occasionally. That's all the time. There's a constant groaning and travailing until Jesus comes for us and gives us that new body. But likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, our weaknesses of any sort. 
For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. This, this is a great example the Lord has given us that, <coughs> that when we're groaning and travailing in pain within our own selves, we don't even know what to ask for because we don't understand everything that's going on. But we do understand that the groaning and the travailing and the pain is real. He knows it's real. He gave us His Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit could also pray for us, make intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. This shows us that the Holy Spirit, if we keep our faith, remember, you cannot lose sight of this. If we move our faith from the cross, the work of Christ, to things we do which reverts us from His work to our works, and He does, you have to know Romans chapter 8. You have to know this is the chapter that provides us the reality of the legality of the way God works. There is a way God works. Jesus said, I am the way. His way is the way of the cross that allowed God not only to declare us righteous, but to daily, if our faith remains there, take up our cross, faith in Him and what He did there, allows us to bear that righteous fruit of Christ daily as the Holy Spirit legally carries out the plan of salvation in our lives. And in the midst of groaning and travailing in pain, the Holy Spirit, look what it says, the Holy Spirit uh, himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered because, look at verse 27, and he that searches the hearts, talking about our Heavenly Father, knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Listen, the Holy Spirit is making intercession for us in the midst of our groanings and our travailing in pain. And listen, the attempt by the Holy Spirit is to keep us in the will of God. For there... We find the peace, the joy, in the midst of groaning and travailing in pain. What, what is greater than that and overcomes even all that in the midst of all that, we have a hope that is an anchor to our souls. That's steadfast, sure and steadfast. Always there, always available for us so that the groaning and the travailing in pain that will not go away until Christ comes for us or we leave here and go be with him, one of the two, you're going to be found if you're in this faith, if you're out of this faith, if you're in the church, if you're out of the church, saved or lost, you're experiencing groaning and travailing with pain. The only answer is to place our faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary that made him our hope of glory so that we can trust in him and what he did and the Holy Spirit given to us to show us the things that God wants to do freely for us. There it is, freely for us so that we don't have to think we can work for it because work, trying to work for things that are free is where we go back to a place of being laden and heavy burden because we're trying to work for something instead of keeping our faith in the work Christ did for us to give us this hope. 
Many Christians uh, today have awakened to a new day and they're still burdened and heavy laden. I'm talking about the people of God because they just think they hadn't done enough. They, 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 they can't quite reach that point. They're trying to make it. Listen, you've reached the point that God's looking for you to reach if you reach to Calvary and you keep your faith in Jesus and what he there provided and then the Holy Spirit legally is allowed to work within you, to take care of the groanings and the travailings in pain. We're out of time. We'll take off here uh, next Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here. But join us in the morning in the studio live on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page for our session two of First Timothy. Bring your Bibles. If you're in the area, please come and be a part of the Bible study. Doesn't matter what church you go to. We're here having a one-hour Bible study every Friday morning, 9 o'clock. Uh, come and be with us and don't forget to pray for us and support us financially. I know the Lord's leading many of you to do that because he's blessing you tremendously through this ministry. And in the days ahead, we're going to see great things of our great God. Hallelujah. We love you. God bless you. See you next time.